is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, August 14th, 2019, season 15, episode number 27. This is our last and final show from out here in Oxnard, California. This we better be good. You better make it good, Derek. Our last show here. Let's bring it. Like you kind of say something mean at the start of every, every show. How is that, how is that mean? This. That's motivational. <laughs> That's me wow. pushing. That's motivational. <laughs> Remember when you said that you want to host? I got my own little Tony Robbins right here. <laughs> you, said, awesome. you said, do you want to host? And you're like, no, no, you got it. And then, <laughs> and then there we go. <laughs> Um, no, it's our last show here in Oxnard. We are packing up. Better be evening. good, Derek. Let's go. Thanks, Better be Nick. good. It will be. It'll be very good. That's an old we got joke. Got a great now. show. <laughs> got Come a great, on. We got a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, but this will be the last show for the for those of you guys out here in Oxnard. Uh, if you want to catch a practice, today's your final day today to be able to do that. Uh, they have a practice this afternoon at three thirty uh, Pacific time. Uh, it'll be the last practice tomorrow. Is not a practice. Uh, that practice was canceled. We will be heading off to Hawaii tomorrow for the Cowboys to take on the uh, Los Angeles Rams on Saturday night um, in uh, Honolulu. So uh, we got a few things that we want to get into today. This is with it being our last show here at training camp in Oxnard. Remember, we do have training camp once we get back for another two weeks. But last day in Oxnard, I really wanted to give a big picture look at the, what we've seen out here and kind of make sense of it for our listeners uh, from an overall perspective of all the 15 practices uh, that we've seen so far. So let's start with a little bit of blanket coverage. I have uh, actually today I have four statements that I'm going to toss to you guys. You fill in the blanks. Statement number one, after 15 practices, I'm convinced, convinced of this, that this one thing is true. Fill in the blank. It's Nick. time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even play along. I, mean, I am. <laughs> I, I'm not playing. I mean, it's definitely, definitely time to go home. After 15 games, 15, 15 practices. practices, this is true. Uh, <laughs> contract years are a real thing. Hmm. It's a re- it's a real thing. It really does happen when you're you're in your contract year. You play better. Ah, I see where you're going with that. Malik Collins is playing better. Uh, I think Amari Cooper will play better if if he's gonna finish on a contract year. And same with Dak. I bet Anthony Brown plays a lot better this year. I just think that's a real thing. And it happens. I've seen it with Spencer. I've seen it with Hatcher. I've seen it with – I know there's been others. So, because we're going to come up with a list of our best players of training camp, and if Malik Collins is at number one, he'll be number two or three. He's been outstanding. And it's hard to be outstanding as a defensive tackle and, and when you're not practicing, but he has been good. Amber, you're convinced of this one thing after 15 practices? That you can never have a calm off season if you're the Cowboys. I honestly, going into this year, after Demarcus Lawrence signing and all that, I was convinced that, okay, this is going to be great. We're going to go to camp. It's going to be awesome. I'm ready. This team can make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they can't right now or anything like that, but what I'm saying is now you have all these other layers of things that are starting to happen. The contract talks, you got Zeke holding out, you got – 
different injuries popping up and it's like man can we just enjoy this for a little longer can we enjoy the excitement a little longer but I'm not saying things are going down the drain yet or anything like that but I, I would like to be more hyped as of right now Dave as much football as we've watched and as long as we've been out here like the real process of getting this team ready hasn't even started yet and when I say that I mean how many of this team's most important players have even done a ton of work out here Ezekiel Elliott's not here. Amari Cooper's been MIA for a week. Demarcus Lawrence and Byron Jones are not yet off of PUP. Uh, Zach Martin is resting his back. Travis Frederick is slowly inching his way deeper into the water. I just listed like six of the team's best players. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not they're not ready. Uh, and we've seen the young guys have done a lot. The rookies are exciting. You know, we've learned about the depth. But, like, the guys that are going to be responsible for getting this team to the playoffs – have not even really gotten to work yet. Um, and so, like I said, and, and I'm, I've said before, like I'm not concerned about it because we're talking about all pro players here, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of work to do between when you get back to Frisco and when you start playing real football games in regard to the actual guys who are going to play on Sunday and not the feel-good training camp stories. All right. After 15 practices, my biggest concern for this team is blank. Amber. Biggest concern. Um, health. I think that obviously the Cowboys have a ton of talent on the roster right now, both on the defense side and then on the offense as well. And one of the things that I think can really mess up this whole season is health and what happens with the guys on the O-line and all that, especially if Zeke is not here and is not able to help you out that way to begin with. If something happens with one of these O-linemen and things aren't going that great, the backup guys, I, that's going to be really concerning as far as the running game. Dave, biggest concern is? I, I mean, health is always, in this sport, health is always huge. Um, my biggest concern is probably just like do these leaps actually happen you know and I don't mean to throw shade at Byron Jones but I just remember how much we raved about him at safety in 2017 and it didn't show up when it actually mattered you know he was fine he, he didn't you know they moved his they switched his position a year later so he clearly wasn't amazing and you know I can go down the list Malik Collins is having an amazing camp Michael Gallup is having an amazing camp Xavier Woods is having an amazing camp Cheeto and Jordan are having amazing camps uh, will they? Will it matter? Will it translate? Because that's what's going to be the difference, I think, between this team taking that proverbial next step. Like, yeah, you know, Robert Quinn and Randall Cobb are here, and there's rookies here, and, you know, there's some interesting potential for this team to get better, but the big thing is going to be existing players taking another step in their game. And it, it's happening so far, but that's it's a different beast when you start playing other teams. Nick, biggest concern? Zeke not being here, his contract. Let's move on. That's it. All right. Zeke, I mean, if he's not here, this team isn't as good. I don't care what they say about 36. They'll be scared to death if he has to play. Hmm. Zeke got to get here with his contract. And the more he holds out, the more leverage I believe he has. So. All right. After 15 practices, the player that surprised me the most was blank. Nick? Uh, I would say uh, Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis has been really good, really good. And uh, does that surprise you, or you just he was you weren't expecting him to be that good? 
I think he's been – I think he's I, – I, we did a point-counterpoint with Broadus and, and myself, and he said he should be a starter, and I said I don't think he's in the top two. Uh, I still don't know if I believe that because Cheeto's been really good. But he's been – I think he's the t- in the top three for sure. So he, he's been a really good player. And to the point where you don't think about trading the depth away and uh, just try to get something. I mean, I think you have to cut a lumba if you have to and just take your chances. But yes. he's been so good. Yesterday he made what I think was that the play of training camp in the, an interception that he got where mm. he literally laid out uh, at a moment's notice and, and got a pick. Great coverage. It was I mean, I, it, was, it was one of the best plays. It was I've a seen bittersweet play because it was really awesome. And I know how many awesome photos and videos that Dave Hellman gets. I didn't get him. Dave just it. stood up from sitting down, getting yeah. all the shots. He just it would have been the greatest video. That video, I mean, could have been like one of your. It happens. That would have been your viral. Video. It happens yeah. without fail. Like when I when I let my guard up, that's when they do something awesome. Which that's on me because you should never let your guard up. You got to be relentless, as Jason Garrett likes your to guard say. Down. down. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, when <laughs> I let it down. Sorry. Okay, making sure. All right, Amber. Player that surprised you the most, blank. Um, this might sound weird because he was pretty good last year, but to me, I would say Malik Collins, just because he was battling with injuries last season, and to me, whenever an injury pops up, especially a reoccurring one, and not only on one side of the leg, on both sides, so it, it always concerns me, and I'm always paying attention as to how well that player can hold up and. He's whole, he's held up pretty good out here at training camp, and not just held up, but exceeded my expectations. He's been playing really, really good. Dave, I'm gonna say Dorrance Armstrong, not because he's not any good, but like I temper my expectations when it comes to those guys. Like I think people fall for this trap a lot, where they're like, "Oh, he's in his second year and he's coming along," and a lot of times that doesn't really pan out. And, and defensive end is a typically a position where the studs at that position come from the first two rounds of the draft. Like, you don't see a lot of, like, all pros coming from the fourth round. And and he's not an all pro yet. But he looked exactly like people thought he would look. Like, everybody that said, like, oh, he could he could take the next step. He could make that leap. He's looked exactly like that. And maybe it's my own shortcomings as a pessimistic person, but I didn't actually think that would happen. Sorry, Dorrance. I'm going to throw in another guy in real quick. Sure. I think I th- I'm surprised that Tavon Austin is having the camp he's having and that he is pretty much – anything can change, but I feel like right now he's kind of locked into a position. Mm-hmm. I never thought that Tavon would be locked in. didn't think that they even wanted him back, that they signed him to a one-year deal, and I was like, let's see if Pollard can do But the- is it more because of what he has done – as opposed to what other guys haven't done? No, I think it's because of what he's done. I would argue that he's had a very good I, camp. I, and, and I thought what you said, I thought it was going to start off yeah, that way. Yeah. Like, let's see if someone can do it better. He's been pretty good. And and the fact that, that we had somebody tell us that right now he's tied with Randall Cobb have having the best camp is, is the third best guy behind Gallup and Cooper, you know. And then not, not having the best camp because – Cooper's been baked up, but you know, like as far as making the team and all that, like he's right there. He's right there with with Cobb. It's easy to forget that he had a really good camp last year too, and they were using him as a downfield receiver, and it looked very similar. He got hurt in week two of the season. Maybe that was part of it. Yeah, I don't know, but he's looked good out here. All right, final question from uh, blanket coverage. Jerry had a session with the media yesterday. He had some interesting things to say. Uh, he did say this particular nugget. He said a deal could be done with someone that no one is talking about. 
I think, and this is you guys putting your perspective, I think he's referring to blank. Dave. First of all, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I don't. Uh, Fine. Number, if, if I had to pick, my best – it's got to be somebody where, like, you can kind of control the price, I think. And so the names that come to mind, Malik Collins or maybe Antoine Woods. Um, guys that like would maybe be happy to sign a new contract. Malik was the first guy. I thought about I'm that. I'm gonna let them answer, but I've got more to say about that and why I wouldn't say another name. Okay, all right. So I like I like the Antoine Woods. I like that a lot. It reminds me a little bit of the Jay Ratliff situation the first time around when they signed him, and they're like, why would they sign him? He's still young, and it turned out to be yeah. a steal. Um, but remember, Antoine Woods' agent is Drew Rosenhaus. He's not playing that game, you know. You, you can't. You're not oh, going to sneak. For money. You're not going to sneak anything by, you know, th- that situation. Um, I I would say Byron Jones. I think would be the would be my guess there. Um, I've seen him sign a player when he's been banged up before, and and you know maybe maybe if Byron is a little bit worried about how this year is going to be and go for him they might be able to get him maybe a little bit cheaper than the market would would say i that would be my guess Byron Jones and Norm Byron he also could be one of those guys that looks at it and says you know i think what i got here now is a great situation for me i think i could be my best here i don't necessarily want to go out in free agency so if you give me a deal that deal i think is fair for me i'm willing to maybe take it a little earlier and oh. not test the free agency market you got another one? Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Jason Garrett. <laughs> I saw a fan. That's an interesting mm-hmm. one. I saw a fan. I don't think they do it, but that's an interesting one. I saw a fan suggesting that yeah. when this came out, but I, Jason Garrett doesn't fall under the salary cap. I don't right. think Jerry would. Maybe not. I don't think Jerry would say that. And I, I honestly think they want him. Yeah. <laughs> they like the perception of make him hungry, right? If, I, I if think they like was, that perception. If he was going to do it, he would have done it way before, like, the right. eve of the season. Right. I think. Amber. Hmm. Um, I don't have any other guys aside from those two that they mentioned. I could see my first thought would be Malik, and I could see Byron doing that because of how he is and his uh, stage yeah. stage. How do you say status right now or yeah. whatever? Um, other than that, the the rest of the guys. I mean, you you mentioned Antoine. I see him definitely being a guy like okay, because he's always striving to be great and you know he's in that hot boy mode and you know they're you know how those people are looking yeah. for big money and i think he's gonna do the same thing and uh you talk about Jalen, that's another guy that's definitely not gonna do that right yeah, now no absolute <laughs> way yeah. so lyle i think the, what i was he gonna can get say more is money though lyle lyle Jalen, and i think byron although byron is interesting because of the injury maybe if they made him a fair offer maybe he would agree to it just on the off chance he doesn't have a great year because of that but lyle byron and Jalen are all 16 games away from fu money and Jalen's not technically because he's headed for restricted free agency but like he I don't know anything, but, like, I won't be surprised if we're in this position with Jalen next summer that we are. So he holds up. I, I mean, if let's say they give him a first-round tender, he could be playing on a $5 million deal after back-to-back, like, Pro Bowl caliber seasons. He's – at some point in his career, he's going to be gunning for, like, the $18 million type of mark. It could be next year. I don't know. But those guys have a lot of money at stake. 
the thing, like Antoine is an exclusive rights free agent, which means like the team doesn't even have to try to keep him. And Malik has had the injury history. He's also he strikes me as just being a low key guy. He's quieter than Tyron Smith. Um, so maybe he just wants to get it out of the way and not even mess with free agency. That's why I lean toward those two. The tricky guy. The tricky part for Lyle is if Lyle goes and signs somewhere else for you know whatever it is, eleven million, twelve million, you know something like that. Whatever the market is. You know, then you still got to, wow, he makes more than Tyron Smith. You know, that would be the story. But if the Cowboys sign him for that, and now he's making more than Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith that, that can't happen. Right. Now you got another problem on your hands. I just don't. The, I don't think Lyle's going to command that kind of money, do you? I don't. I mean, Lyle's been okay. He's been a good, solid player for he's them. Been I don't okay think he's been great. Compare, he's, if well, you keep in mind, Tyron, Tyron is playing on the most absurdly team-friendly deal in the get NFL. That. Yeah, get that. I'm so, just saying, compared to what these other guys are making, I think Lyle, given his age and given his production and his position flex, yeah. if you will, I think he's going to be he's going to make that kind of money. And so, if the Cowboys sign him to what the market is, it's going to be more than what Tyron is, and that's when. I don't think if he signs with the Buccaneers or whoever, Falcons, for this, you know, it's like, wow, I can't believe he's making more than Tyron. And it's not that big a deal because it's not here. But if it's here, no, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Trent, Trent Brown is the guy I keep going back to, and he's making like $17 million a year. Lyle might not even hit that, but, like, it just seems realistic to assume and he's going to get making yeah. what? Tyron's like 10. He, he yeah. signed a 10-year contract. That's but also, like, I talked about that with somebody yesterday. I was like, I don't think he cares. I don't Tyron, Tyron is the rare guy that I don't think cares. Now, I think Tyron thinks I'm making a lot of money. I can take care of myself, my he family, might, my next well, generation. He right? might care if his not as good line mate is making almost double his salary, though. Maybe. You know. Yeah. So uh, that, That's tough, especially, okay, for those positions that you are always. <laughs> You'll see at the break. Go ahead. Sorry. Keep going. And you just say I'm rude. Keep going. That's funny. Okay, what was I saying? I don't remember. Oh, that that position, you know, you were especially a guy like him. He's constantly getting hurt, and he ha- he's had health issues or with his back and all that. And you start looking at other guys making more money than you. I mean, that turns a light on. You know, you you want to be able to get the most money that you can, especially when this is something that's gonna affect you for the rest of your life i mean your body's not going to get any better i'll tell you this i don't want to work i don't want to be at work the day that they announce a contract extension with antoine woods and the big three remain unsigned like that doesn't sound fun for me yeah because it's going to be a s show yeah all right let's go and take our first break when we come back we're going to go through our position evaluation we're going to go through each position we're going to talk about three different things who's been the best player who's been the most improved or surprising player and who may be the odd man out, that veteran or, uh, or player that was a starter or a player last year that may not be on the team. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com. direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months from these monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars and less canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you you 
can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. It is our final show before we head out uh, going to Hawaii for the second preseason game. Um, and then heading back to the star next week for our shows to continue there. Let's do a position evaluation. We're going to go through each position, and we're going to talk about the best player, the most improved or surprising player, um, and then who may be the odd man out. Let's start first with the quarterback position. Obviously, we know who the best player is, so I don't want to belabor that. Um, But from the standpoint of the most improved or surprising player, who would you say it's been outside of Dak? Of those other quarterbacks, who's been the most surprising or most improved? Um, okay, most surprising and most improved, give me Taron Christian because he showed up here as like a camp arm who I'd never heard of two days before camp, and now they got – he's Jameel Showers 2.0. He's playing special teams. He's playing wide receiver. He's hanging out with John Kitten every day, like, you know, trying my best to read the tea leaves. He strikes me as practice squad all the way. Like, <laughs> he's going to be here. I don't, And, I mean, Cooper Rush probably will be too, but – he looks like Cooper Rush, and Mike White has obviously not had a great camp. So, and what that means is that that's a roster spot right there because Mike White has shown nothing right now to say that he's going to be on the team. Uh, you've got all these other positions that you need to go a little heavy on. Two quarterbacks, one on the practice squad, and you know what? I mean, maybe Mike White could be on the practice squad. Yeah, he could be. I mean, if he, he it'd was be guy, wild if they had two quarterbacks on the practice squad. Yeah, true. But you know, with him doing some of these other yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, Taron Christian's not really a yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one's e- easier. I think Cooper has been, you know, he's, he's actually been imp- improving a lot. So, and I think the most surprising has probably been Mike White of just not being as good as I thought he would be. He would take that lead. So that's the odd man out in your, in my in your guys' opinion. What do yeah. you guys think? Uh, I mean, Cooper has been better than him for sure, but has either of them surprised me? No, I'm not surprised by any of them. Okay. Okay. All right, let's talk about the running back position. Who's been the best player? Ah, uh, yeah, it's Tony Pollard. It's Tony Pollard, but like, I I don't want to throw shade at the guy, but it's a hard position to evaluate, and a lot of it is like who's running with the ones. So like, how much of that is just by design of the coaching staff that Tony Pollard's getting all that work? Right. Like, if Alfred Morris was getting all of those reps, he'd probably be kicking ass, and he's flashed since he got here. He's yeah. done a lot yeah. of nice stuff. And, and what I. I and Darius Jackson has as well. Yeah, Darius yeah. Jackson hasn't looked bad. Like, he ran yeah. with the ones for five days, and then all, like, for no reason that I can decipher, they were just like, that's enough out of you, Tony. 
get out there. It just looked like to me, and I threw that question out mainly because I, th- I think we all agree Tony Pollard's been the best, but I do think over this last week of camp out here, I actually have seen a little bit more from Alfred Morris. It seems yeah. like he's kind of – you're seeing him make some moves. Yeah. I mean, he's looked very – pretty elusive, which I didn't remember that being necessarily a great part of his game, but he looks quick. He looks spry. I, I actually think this last week he's looked really, really yeah. good, and, and that may be rounding into, like you were talking about, with these vet guys – like the beginning of camp isn't that important to them. It start once you start getting into those last couple of weeks before the season starts, when they have to start really picking it up and getting themselves ready to go, because that's really their target is the first game of the season. Yeah, and, and I can and I think that they're you can tell that they have a role for Jamez Olawali. Uh, yeah, oh, no doubt, big time, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'm here for it. Yeah, no and, doubt. and now he's not he's not your your Daryl Johnston or even uh, Keith Smith by any means. He's not that kind of fullback. Yep. He's a fullback that's going to be swinging out of the backfield for. 25 yards. He's a fullback that can beat a linebacker down the field if you give him the opportunity to do it. Yeah, somebody told me uh, that he was one of the fastest players on the team. Not at running back or fullback or whatever. Overall. One of the fastest players. And he's a big guy. Yeah, he is a big he's, guy. But he, when he gets out there, he can And not he can big, run. like like fat big. I'm talking like big, no, like he, tall. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's a big guy. But he's not a lead blocker type guy that's going to blow you up. Zeke, Morris, Pollard, Olawale. Assuming Zeke comes back, I just I so you're saying the odd man out at this point is everybody else. Weber. I mean, Mike well, Weber, Darius Jackson. You guys think those guys Chun, are out? John, probably. I mean, you know, find your way back to the practice squad, maybe. But like, I'll put I'll put a fiver down on Zeke, Pollard, uh, Alfred Morris, and Jamez Olawale. The the likelihood is that there will have to. I would assume there's going to be one of those guys that at least will be on the the roster when they make cuts. Because if Zeke's going to show up, he probably doesn't show up till the Tuesday of the first game. I would suspect. Yeah, Darius Jackson's right? probably not going to. This not going to be great for him. He's already been one of the had a had a yeah. wild, crazy story, and it's probably not over yet for him. Yeah. But but that Morris one's interesting because let's say Zeke does come back, he say signs a deal and all that. That's when I wonder how and much Morris is really going to be a part of it. It's also Might fair be because as the as the veteran of the group, like they have to guarantee his salary if yeah. he's on the roster at the start of the season. But it's not this ginormous salary that yeah. I think that and they'd be afraid to sign on do to. Do we know that they haven't already done that? Because I, 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 I feel I like they've done something. I thought he got a $100,000 bonus to sign, but okay. I, I'm not. I mean, there was a reason why they sure. had to sign him and say, hey, you know, don't don't sign with the Saints yeah. and, and sign here. I th- so I think they like the idea of having a well-rounded veteran who can yeah. step in if Zeke's not available for whatever reason. Again, there's three games to go, and they're going to get a lot of, you know, Mike Weber can can actually change a lot of our opinions. Oh, sure. yeah. Jordan Chun can can change some opinions. The He's cool a big thing guy. I think out of everybody, I feel like we've seen flashes from everyone, including those two that you just mentioned. The the thing is. We don't get to see them getting much rep as opposed to these other guys, so they don't have the chance to maybe shine as right. much. Well, they, I all, think they all score. I mean, every right. snap they all run of, to the end zone yeah. and score. All of them have been good out here. I yeah. think. Even I mean, yeah, Chun is probably the one that gets lost in the shuffle the most, but even he's been good. Yep. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Who's been the best player at training camp? Michael Gallup. Gallup. It's been great. great. Ball in. He's I don't want to say it, but yes, he has. Well, <laughs> sorry, he was sort of rude to you one time. <laughs> Not just Twice. rude to her. Twice. Oh, damn. To the international fans. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. We like don't mess, mess around with right. international yeah. fans. You know what? 
Don't go mess up, around with international. You go up, get no. a toe touch touchdown <laughs> like he did yesterday. You can be as rude as you want. No, not true. No, no, no. You can't walk around being rude to people. All, right, all, right, all, right, all right, right, right. Most improved or most surprising player at the wide receiver position. And this can be good or bad. If there's a surprising player that you think you expected more I and you really got less. I really like Cobb. Randall Cobb. I didn't I, – obviously he has experience and all that, but I wasn't expecting to see him – being so good out here and having that connection with Dak as quickly as he's had it. So I'm honestly impressed with what he's been able to do, and I'm excited to see it in the season and how he's able to help the team. I said it before. I thought Tavon, I'm surprised that Tavon has has been that productive and been as good as he has been as a receiver um, out here. But, you know, they love John Vay too. Is that your guy? No, I'll probably go with Tavon too because – everybody's trying to get rid of him for more or less. I mean, you sign Cobb, you're like, yeah, he's going to be the slot receiver. He's, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Pro Bowl, all that good stuff. Like, you kind of – you penciled him onto What's the team immediately. Like, Tavon, it's like, well, we can get rid of this guy if we need to. And yeah. he he's out here having a great camp. Once the alarm went off, I really thought the alarm was going to go off for him. You you're know, talking about? Tavon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Quit oh, why do you bring that to the See, air? Yeah, we can't come really on, talk man. about it. Seriously, <laughs> say when the alarm went off, I thought it was over for him. You're such like okay, such good. an implier. You know, you can't talk about what you're talking yeah. about. The one thing, the one thing I'll throw out there about, uh, particularly about Randall Cobb, is I like what he brings to the team. Uh, I like his veteran presence. I think he's going to be a good receiver for them. One thing that I'm going to keep an eye on that I've noticed out here. He's had a couple days, and it's been that I counted two different days where he was dropping a lot of passes. One day he had yeah. three drops, one day he had two. And they were, in every instance, it was a situation where he had to extend a little bit, ball hit his hands, and just went straight through his hands. And, and that, that wasn't what I thought I knew of Randall Cobb. Obviously, not watching every Green Bay Packer game, I don't really know what his history is with regards to drops. But I do know that those two days happened. And it put up my antenna. So that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye oh. on once we get into the regular season. A wide receiver is so – like running backs hard to evaluate. Wide receiver is so easy to evaluate. Are you getting open or are you catching catch, it? Right. Right. So for me to think you're having a great camp as a receiver, you got to bring it and be awesome every day. And that's why I go out of my way to sing Gallup's praises because he has. Even, you know, yeah. his drops have been one-handed, yeah, you know, right. just – Crazy stuff. Whereas and all of these instances I'm talking about were, were balls that were no. pretty readily Cobb, catchable. No, that came no. right into his hand. There, there's no doubt about it. He has been up and down. Like yeah. He hasn't been terrible, but right. he's had at least two or three pretty mad practices. And yesterday being one of them. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, he had to jump for it. It wasn't a great ball, but it went right through his two hands. Yeah. Uh, so he was trying. He's still getting acclimated to training camp. All good. And again, like I said, he's had he's had way more better good I'm days than he's had bad days. days. But my yeah. point is, I just that's something I, I that piqued my interest because it seemed like it happened in bunches, and that's where I'm gonna wonder. You know, do you get into the season and do those games show up where it's a game or two here and there? Yeah. Where he's just kind of not completely on on. It's he's not catching the ball like he normally does. Something to watch. You know whose arrow is going up? Who? Devin Smith. Yeah, he is. After he's we been showing up here, we yeah. tried our best to bury him yesterday, but he like he had another great day of practice. Is it possible for him to get back into the mix to make this team? I still. It's hard injuries, right now. Yeah. If something happens. In injuries, the obviously. Yeah. I you still remember. There's a lot of guys. Sorry. No, go ahead. There's a lot of guys that are going to get cut from other teams, and all of a sudden, then you look at all these other receivers, and you're like. Is one of them better than than Devin Smith? Right. You know, and yeah. uh, probably gonna, you know, that's probably gonna be the case. But this this the right. back end of the depth chart is all about like what 
what can what all can you do? How many ways can you help us? Can you play all three positions? Can you play on special teams? Devin Smith, I just I don't know that he has the versatility to fit that bill. Especially if you have Cobb and Tavon. I mean, he he would have had to have been better than Tavon. Or did, did Tavon would have to be kind of like, you know what? We don't need him right now. We got other guys that can do that because they're smaller guys that can run. You know, you got your big guy in, in Noel Brown who's going to be here. Much like Jalen Guyton, most of the good stuff we've seen from Devin Smith has him been running in a straight line down the field. Like, that's what he does. He's yeah. really good at it. So is Jalen. Is that enough when you're talking about the last position on the receiver depth chart? So I think they wanted Jalen Guyton to be like this because he's got the build of – I mean, he looks like Terrence Williams out there just size-wise and Terry Glenn and all that, you know, just kind of a big – you know, he looks good in the pads and all that, but – he hasn't. He hasn't been like Dave said. He hasn't had been. You know, hasn't uh, the light bulb hasn't come on just you got yet. Noah Brown, that looks big. <laughs> so he who's look the big? He is big. No, I'm saying best I, need, I need my middle. The yeah. Who's the best player at the wide receiver position that won't make the team? Oh wow. Um. Oh oh. I'm I'm not convinced John Vay is going to make the team yet. Probably Reggie Davis. Reggie Davis. Yeah. He's been pretty good. He's just going to be on the outside. I think. I think that's a good answer. All right. Let's move on to the tight end position. Who's been the best player? This is an interesting one because you could probably make a case for two or three guys as the best player. Who's Witten been the best? Went out, went, Witten went out there and made that one-handed grab yesterday looking like he's – Witten is – he's – this is the last couple, I don't know, maybe three, four last practices. I've been like he's every day. It seems like he's making a play. I'm like, yeah, huh, okay. He's I'll see you, Jason. I wanna, yeah. I wanna. All right, I'll say. I mean, everything, all in all, it's still probably Witten. Yeah. But Jarwin's the most improved. Like, yep, okay. I mean, I kind again, kind of like Dorrance Armstrong. I came Armstrong. I came out here like, okay, Blake Jarwin. I, I hear you. I know you caught three touchdowns. Big whoop. But yeah. He's looked awesome out here. I think He's had Witten, a nice camp. I think Witten has been the most surprising, honestly, just because it's close of, of who's – you know, our expectations are, yeah. are so up here or down here. I don't even know. With Witten, it's weird. What are your expectations? Is it a guy that's coming out of football for a year or is it a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, so I didn't know what to expect. Both. <laughs> Both, <laughs> yeah, right? Both, yeah. It's like – and I asked him that. You know, I did an interview with him, and it'll go up in a couple – or tomorrow, and I was like, you know, it, rest versus rust. Yeah. You know, and that's what we always talk about. Is, is the rest going to help you, or is it? Are you going to be rusty? And he said, combination of both. Yeah. Um, but I think he's been he's been pretty good, and I think the it's it's a, it's a it's a one A and one B, but Jarwin's going to play more than any tight end that's ever played with Witten before. I I'm think. I'm starting to believe that yeah. Jarwin might actually have a significant snap count, which you can. I mean, I've been saying yeah. all year that I didn't think that would be the case. Yeah. Amber, what are your thoughts here? You know, with Witten, uh, his last year here, I was starting to see a decline with him. Um, as far as just seeing him slow, slowing down a little bit, you know, not moving as well as we're used to seeing him move. And my expectations with him coming back after a year being out, it wasn't that high. You know, I was like, you know what? I wonder if he, how, how old he's going to look out there when you throw him in the mix of all these younger guys. Mm -hmm. And, no, he's been able to keep up with everyone. He looks even better than the last year that he was here. As long as his helmet's on, he looks he younger. He looks amazing. He looks younger than he did. When he takes his helmet off, you're like, oh, yeah, things yeah. have changed a little bit. <laughs> <Things have> changed. <laughs> Got a few less hair. But uh, uh, with uh, 
then Blake Jarwin, I really like him too. He still needs to improve in the blocking game, but as far, you know, last year when Swain went out, uh, he started improving with all the reps that they were giving him. You started seeing him an incline in progress, and I'm glad that he's been able to carry that into this year and keep improving, and he's doing well. All right, um, let's move on. Let's talk about the offensive line. Who's been the best player at the offensive line? Tyron. Yeah. That's pretty easy. All right. Second best. Who's been uh, – you want to go second best? <laughs> I mean, that's second best? Tyron. All right, I'll give you uh, – Connor Williams. Connor Williams. 52, is, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Third best. Bulk him up. <laughs> uh, third best, probably Lyle. Is that documentary coming out? <laughs> oh, put her on the spot. No. That <laughs> look on her face. Wasn't really trying to do that. It's like that. a snipe fest between you two today. I wasn't trying <laughs> to put her on the spot. Like like taking one takes a shot, then the other takes a shot. What are we it's doing? It's more about promotion. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to promote one, it's gotta be there's one that's coming out today that you yeah. can promote. There's actually a Deep Blue documentary coming out in just a few hours called Own It. Who's this guy on? Oh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones. He's on Jerry Jones, yeah. No. Uh, that's coming out today at 1 o'clock Pacific, 3 o'clock Central. Is it any guys. good? You know good. what? I actually watched it, it last night. It's good. I, there's been a – you know, I know that there's been a, a lot of stuff on Jerry Jones, you know, even the last couple of years with him going to the Hall of Fame, uh, football life and all that stuff. Here are a lot of stories in this documentary that, that are a little bit different too. Yeah. And, and Stephen Jones told some really um, good stuff and – Broadus has a story that's pretty yeah. funny there at the end. So there, th there are some good, uh, some nuggets that you have of things that I don't think you've. Heard. I know there were things I hadn't. Probably heard. a story you've heard a hundred times. If, if Brian told it, I bet I've heard it. It's yeah, the cell phone yeah. story. Oh, 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 yeah. That's actually one of my. That's one that's of my good favorites. Story. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, Jerry and the cell phone. All right. So who's who is the uh, so we say most improved player is? Would you say that's Connor? Connor. Probably Connor as well. It's hard to think that anybody's not been more improved than Connor from where he was yeah. last year to where he is now. Yeah. The way his body's built, his yeah. strength, his ability to play the position, he is t ten times better than. That's he was another last one year. that, like I, I've said it about a, a million other guys though. Like it, he has to play like that now. Right. Like it's one thing for us to rave about how he looks in camp, but it's got to translate when it's freaking Fletcher Cox on yeah. the other side. But what you love about it is you see him up against these guys like Malik Collins, and when, when he plants and he oh. settles in, Telling like you, man. they are not moving. Like they, He is stopping guys, Scott, and that, that's not what he was doing last year. Scott, the nutritionist, and and Brett Besh, the strength and conditioning guy, Like they gave him a binder in January, and it was called the Zach Martin How-To <laughs> Guide. <laughs> Eat this. How you can weights, be Zach Martin. Do these drills. Like, I mean, it's yeah. um, like I'm not saying he plays like Zach because nobody does, yeah. but he looks exactly like him. Yeah, and yeah. and this he's even growing like kind of a beard situation. <laughs> Isn't yeah, like Zach? Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, left. the dis <laughs> the disappointing part of all that is that he he did he got that binder and then he also went to Connor McGovern and said, hey. Come with me because we're going to do this thing we're together. We're about to become yeah. Zach 2.0 and 3.0. If you saw every day, it was both of them, uh, the two Connors out there doing stuff. And, and then in January or February, hopefully, Connor's going to go back to those guys and say, all right, where's the Tyron Smith finder? Give yeah. me that one. There you go. But like it. but I, I, it's been disappointing that the, the, the peck injury has – Prevented Connor McGovern from doing anything. Yeah, out I didn't here. think it would, it that would is keep a, him neither, out this long. That's a low key disappointing storyline of yeah. camp because but who knows what he might have been able to do if he was totally healthy. But something tells me that they they aren't they're not going to keep ten linemen, and maybe they don't even keep eight. You think seven? No, no. I mean maybe oh. they only keep eight. Eight oh, was sorry, I said it's. It wrong. 
like you can go back and look like they kind of stick to a pattern like for the longest time it was eight they've carried nine a couple times but like I would say in Garrett's tenure, they've carried eight way more often so, than any so other So your three numbers. backups are going to be Looney. Yes. Uh, he's been Mc, really good. He's been good. McGovern. Fleming. And Fleming. Got it. He's got to Got to have a tackle. Got to have a tackle, yeah. Right. And there's not a better tackle. Backup tackle. I don't know. I'm so keeping Sofilo, too. Well, so that's my question. I, if you want to keep see, nine, see, you can. See, right. see, that's why. I, I would keep nine. I would, too. But I'm I'm wondering if they're trying to figure out ways to maybe not keep Fleming. And um, okay, if you want to trade, if you're trying to do a roster cut trade, that's fine. No. So who becomes your your who is swing on, tackle? Who out here do you trust to be your swing tackle right now? Right. I, Unless I, you want to use Connor Williams. That's that's what I'm wondering. Who we yeah, just not, raved about is yeah, how yeah, well he's guard. Like, guard. Don't move him. At that's this what point. I I think maybe they might also, do that, or maybe they might the, move Zach. The, but the issue, or maybe with, Looney. Looney the issue played with tackle that, in practice yesterday. Right. The issue with that becomes then you're you're talking about unless it's going to be Looney. You're talking about now one position injury now affects two or three positions, and I, I, I don't think it. that's ever a good Let idea. Let me clarify. Looney was jumbo. Like, he wasn't playing right, right, right tackle. Right. He was in the jumbo that package. Which so. is different. Yeah. Yes. And he's been doing that. He's done that in the yeah, past. Yeah, th- that's really more of a tight end right. is what that is. Yeah, a, replace a the tight end. Yeah. I I would be surprised. I would keep nine. If, I would be surprised if Fleming's not. I, I would keep nine because I, I, would I don't be shocked. I don't know what I can get out of McGovern. That would be one of the him. most surprising cuts I think you could make, in my opinion, just knowing what else they have but if they didn't have Fleming on this team. I'm telling you though, I'm not cutting Suafilo at all. I I don't cut him all year because I I really believe if you don't sign Lyle and you have to do something, maybe you want to move Connor out there. I mean, this is a four fifth year guy. Right, he's in his fifth year. Sixth, I think. Sixth, he's the I same mean, draft class as Zach, I think. Okay, I mean he's relatively young. I'm looking at him here, right, right here. I mean he's he's his body looks a lot different than it than it did like maybe six weeks ago because he was banged up a little bit in the off season, didn't do a lot. He, you can just put him in regardless. I mean he's got that old man, you know, Hawaiian strength or something. I don't even know where he's from. Polynesian. Oh man, old man strength. He's, he's a lot of his family's from Hawaii. You, he's you, not. Are you I'm doing right, well, a story he, on that today? I'm writing it right now. Oh, he's got a lot of tickets he had to get for this yeah, game. Yeah, he's got like 60 people coming. Yeah, a ton. All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to get into the defense and talk about some of those positions. Uh, we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. 
The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. To the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break live from Oxnard, California. Cowboys are taking the field right now. They're doing their little uh, their, uh, their yoga session. Special teams walk through and, and yoga. While special teams goes on, the vets do yoga. Yeah. And then the special teamers will do their yoga. The guys who and are confident that they've got a roster spot are over here, mm-hmm. and the guys who are still working on it are over there. False yeah. Cody Winchman right there. Well, he's hurt right now. So. <laughs> Cody Winchman. All right. Mike, uh, White, Mike White's right there. Let's, let's jump back into All the right. defense. I was just trying to make a joke. Sorry. <laughs> that You daved joke. me right there. And you're like, well, actually. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. Kind of uh, true. Mickey. All right. Let's get into the defense. Uh, let's talk about the defensive line. Who's been the best player on the defensive line throughout training camp? Uh, Malik Collins. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, he's on close. Yeah, I was like looking down the line. Yeah. Who's been the best defensive end? Dorrance Armstrong. Kerry Hyder. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Maybe Kerry Hyder. All right. I just Amber. Sorry. Go ahead. I like Dorrance. Okay. I just love what he's done against the good players. Like he's I mean, Lyle's True. been giving him like they've been going back and forth, but yeah. he's been giving Lyle fits. He beat Tyron a few times. Like he he's not beaten up on, you know, the third and fourth string tackles. He's playing well against the studs. Yeah, that, what Garrett always says is injury provides opportunity and the fact that, that D Law and Quinn are, are now out and and you know, at least for the, this time, and it's it's somebody has to go up against Tyrant. You know, you know Tristan it's not Hill. Be Taco. He's a troublemaker. Yep. Tristan. Do <laughs> tell. Do tell. <laughs> no, I'm just Hear saying. Story. I was I was looking through footage to put together a little clip, and I ran into several times that he has tried to punch somebody. Like he he is gonna be really good. I don't think we'll see much this year, but next year I think he he's gonna be one of the best here. He has that i don't know edge, edge to him and he doesn't like being thrown around not that anybody does but when he gets up he gets pissed well, he you know he doesn't piece. do the head shake like some like get up and just shake their head and walk <laughs> off he gets pissed and and that's good for what he's trying to do because that pushes him for the next rep, he's going all out and giving everything that he can. It, it, I like that. You're take. exactly right about that. And and somebody told him a long time ago, don't get punked. Whatever it was, you're not gonna punk me. And so even though it happens, you know, he has to go up against the Zach Martins and Travis Fredericks and those and Connor Williams, but you're not gonna do it twice, you yeah. know? And and if you do, then it'll just fight. 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> I lost punch. once. I ain't gonna lose again. Right. I mean, right. he's just he's just, and it's kind of like Connor Williams is. If you talk to him over here, nice guy, you know, but he's really nasty. Yeah, he's a nasty player. You Very know? nice off the field. Yeah, right. and he's but several of those guys are. Look at Joe Looney. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, wasn't you gotta be a you gotta be like that to wasn't play in the line. Wasn't there a story about a nasty I mean, dude? When you you gotta, gotta be yeah. a, a bastard. For my lack favorite of a player <laughs> of all time for the Cowboys, Darren Woodson, was exactly like that. He was a beast on the field. Get him off the field is the nicest, most articulate guy you ever want to meet and spend and have conversation with. But if you're going to play in the NFL, those guys are mean I saw when him. they get on the field. I saw they have him to be. one time, Darren Woodson came off the field and cussed out the defensive line coach, like right to his face. Yeah. Like, you know, this guy's 60-something years old. Just cussed him out. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and then the game was over. He's like, hey, let's go have yeah, a beer. Let's probably, go, yeah. Let's go talk. Jason yeah. Witten, man. Yeah. A, nah, Jason can be savage on the field, no doubt. He's a jerk out there. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> It's it's a whole different thing. I was telling somebody the first time I was ever on a sideline during an NFL game, like the the stuff you hear down there, yeah, it ain't meant for kids. Like nope. they're they're going at each other physically, but they're also talking to each other and the stuff they're saying. They're challenging your, mm-hmm. you know, they're challenging each other. Like yeah, mentally what, challenging each other. You know, we always say that about it, it, people, whether or not they're players or whatever, when they're when they're new. But we always make that statement: you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. I think Tristan Hill's kind of at that. You know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. You know, Charles Haley comes to try to help him, and he's kind of like a little standoffish. You? you know, <laughs> like what? Well, no, no, it's okay. You know, yeah. I'm Charles Haley. <laughs> that still might not register, you know. <laughs> right. I made it to the Hall of Fame, and that might not register yet either. No. He's Look just up. My name's on the stage. Right. right. Yeah, I bet Ring of Honor doesn't really register no, probably yet. Probably not. But it's okay. All right, who's the best player on the defensive line that will not make this team? The odd man out. Hmm. Um, uh, Ooh. Daniel Ross. That's Daniel that's Ross. You don't think Daniel Ross makes it? Good I, answer. I can't get him on the roster. It just depends on how many they keep. And that it's hard. I mean, they've gone with as few as eight in the past. I don't think that'll happen this year, but they have. They've okay. also carried as many 11. as 11. I'm going to float a name out there that Nick brought up in practice yesterday. Oh, gosh. I was just I know. Talking. It's just it, – it, it really is. It's just for conversation purposes because I, I don't think – I would be absolutely shocked if it happens. Go. Tyrone Crawford. I would – yeah, I, I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked. Mm. And, uh, you know, I just, I just said it because I'm – you know, you're, you're looking to see what yeah. you know what they've got. Can What's you still it? be shocked though, with all the things that this team yeah. has done? Yes, yeah. Yes. There's some yeah. things that could shock. Bailey us shocked yeah. us, right? Yeah, it kind of shocked. Bailey, Des Bryant, that was shocking to me. Jason Witten leaving like that. Yeah. that coming, was back. Shocking. Shocking. coming back. Coming <laughs> back. We're not expecting that. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but you're, you make good points, but if we don't get shocked, then it's not fun. So let's get shocked. <laughs> let's get shocked. Every once in a while, right? Uh um, I just, you know, he's that's a, interesting. He's though. a captain. He's. I don't want this to happen. I'm not suggesting it or anything. I was just. It was all for I was just looking purposes. at it. I mean, going, it was just a conversation. Yeah, right? he's not here, and and really, like, what I don't know is what is he right now. Right? That's what's that's the, body the hard type? part. Yeah, where do you got him? That's but the hard part. His body type is impressive. He looks yoked. And I just yeah. haven't seen him play. But, but where are you going to yeah. put him? Are you going to put him at defensive end? He's not starting at either defensive end or defensive tackle. So where does he play? Is he your guy that comes in on passing downs? He becomes your three technique on passing downs? It's Maybe a that works. big ask because he's not even off of pup, but he could be your starting defensive end week one. Robert Quinn's not here. Good point. So I mean, it, it all the like the big question with him is his health and and maybe he'll start the season on PUP. I mean, is, at the way the way it's trending right now, which like I said, DeMarcus 
we've sort of known this about DeMarcus since like April, right? And we've like they've been saying they said it at the draft, they said it at OTAs, mini camp when we got here, they're like, he's working, he's fine, he's on target for week one. We haven't heard any of that stuff about Tyrone. So maybe we need to be digging around a little bit more and find out just what maybe yeah. the timetable yeah, might what be. What their expectations are. I, I think that Taco Charlton will make this team and by week two or three, maybe cut or trade it. If he hasn't playing well, and whenever Quinn team, Quinn comes ready. back, and I I think if you know so you got to make a, a move for somebody. Now then again, somebody could get hurt in week one or two, and that changes some things. But, no, but I think I feel like they're ready to call that a loss. I do too. I feel like they would tell you that he's picked up his play here in the last few days. I or honestly one week or so, and I honestly think that's going to make them say we're going to give him this year, this full year to see what he can do, and if it doesn't work, then next year is the year that he's I out. I think he may have done enough to at least pique their curiosity to say keep him around for another year, I personally. I, I, think, I think I can cut this roster down right now with a, high, de- with, no, with a high degree of accuracy, but I don't know what to do with the defensive line. It's, like, it it's going to be hard. It is the toughest one to kind of try to and, figure out how they're feeling and about even it. if – you do all the other ones first, and you get to 42, uh, and you're like, wow, I got 11 get to go here. That's a lot. That's probably too many. It's still tough. Yeah. Getting it to 11 is tough because you got to cut the Daniel Rosses. You got to cut maybe Taco. You got to cut Jalen Jelks. You got to cut gotta, Joe Jackson. You, you got to ask, yeah, you're like, are they really going to carry yeah. like four rookies on their defensive line? I, yeah, that's I a lot. And, and that's something that I remember. Uh, you and Rob were pointing out yesterday about the second team defensive line uh, was all rookies all across the board. And it wasn't Tristan Hill who was playing with the first team because Malik was out, but it was Jelks and Joe Jackson. And then the tackles were, help me here, Wise, uh, Wise and, and, and um, Walker, maybe? 68. Ricky Walker, yeah. 68. That guy's, I mean, yeah, he is, a he's week been ago it was really like well, no yeah. one's talking about Ricky Walker yeah. at all yeah. except for William. I don't, well, yeah, because he <laughs> went to Tech. I don't know what to do with the defensive line. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see. All right, linebackers. Who's been the best player at linebacker? Mm. I know it's hard to evaluate. I think. I think, and this this is this kind of describes them to a T. Like Jalen is the flashier. Jalen stands out the most. You can watch the games. Like I've said it before. Like when he hits people, it looks different. Like he's physical. He knocks people back. His dreads are flowing, and he looks just like the baddest mofo in the world. And then comes the celebration. But I th- <laughs> swipey up. Think, and and this isn't Grubby. to say this isn't to say Jalen's not good, but I think like Layton is quietly the better player, and just quietly does freaky stuff like cover running backs in the open field and mm-hmm. make tackles yeah. four yards short of where they're supposed the, to be. If you looked at the roster of the Pro Bowl and the All Pro team. Yeah, it wasn't so quiet. I mean, a yeah, lot of people no, for thought sure. the same thing. Yeah. I think people think that too. Maybe so he doesn't. Probably no, Jalen does. And, and let's be honest though, too, he does some of those same things. When he hits guys, they don't get extra yards. No, no he they're, is they're, a he's a big both, guy, and he comes really with good. he comes with the heat. They're and exactly like they're both super good. Yeah. But I think I think Layton's entire body of work has been better over the course of camp. Yeah, Amber? I don't say like I sound hesitant when I say that, but that's how I feel. I agree with that, but I mean, a guy that definitely caught my eyes was 57, Luke Gifford. Luke I mean, Gifford. I'm like, ooh, who's 57 over there? Nice play. Huh? 
makes plays. He All does. And it, it, I don't know what they're planning on doing with him after this injury that – I mean, it's, he's going to be out at least a month. That's like at least four weeks. And what do you do with him? Because he has been pretty good this whole camp, and he's made his name known. So all what do you, you do? All you need to know about him is that he's going to make the team after getting hurt on August 10th, was it? Which I sort of suggested that to Jason Garrett so the other day. So you give him on the roster. He got, he got mad at me. He was like I, – I mean, more or less, I was like, well, yeah, like – you're going to put him on IR? What are you going to do with him? Like, how are you going to keep him here? And he was like, whoa, we're, let's not get so far ahead of ourselves. Like, we got a lot of time left. I was like, okay, Jason, that's cool. What are you going to do with him? Because he's on the team. It, it, it actually worked out perfect for him when you think about it. Like, he, he got a pick. He's been playing well. He got a pick. He made a tackle. He got hurt. He's done. He can't evaluate. He can't, can't get any more. He can't get trucked. Yeah. He can't but make I think a bad play. He's done. Like his evaluation's done, and he's you know what I mean. Like, I said this on Monday though: is you can't IR him because it ends his season. So you're just yeah. stuck but, carrying a guy that can't practice and also can't help you get through but, these games. But he made the team. But do like, they actually like, need that this year though? That that would be my thing: is the likelihood where he is right now, even though he's had a good camp, the likelihood that he actually plays for you other than special no, teams this year is really really if small. If you IR so, him and end his season, like he can't practice for you, I, I he get can't all do that. Any of that. I get all that. My point is, if they're looking at it as, hey, we want this guy, it's more important for us to have this guy for next year. So retaining his rights is important to us because we may not have Sean, we may not have you know what other 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 guys may be unavailable because no. they're you know free agents or whatever. The point is, they may look at it as we don't think he's going to play a ton this year. It's more important to keep his rights. Maybe, but also I guarantee you the coaches are like, when he gets healthy, which would probably be in October or whenever it is, maybe maybe September, we want him out there practicing and learning the defense. And I mean, you're not getting better by taking a year off of football. Absolutely, but but we've seen him do this before with, we with, have. with rookies. So but it happens. I think they will put him on IR on August 31st. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. I've, we'll see. All right, um, let's go ahead and get the defensive backs real quick before the end of the show. Who's been the best player out here at defensive back? Now that's tough. That is tough because you got two guys in Cheeto Can we split and up the Xavier. and safeties here? <laughs> no, because we don't have time for that. Okay. And Xavier Woods, both of them have played, I think, extremely well out here. If you had to okay. choose one, who's Jordan been the better Lewis player? Jordan Lewis has been good too. But he absolutely has. One, very sim- two, three. Cheeto. Xavier. Xavier. Very, very <laughs> similarly to Jalen and Layton, uh-huh. like, Xavier, you know, safeties make the splash plays. They get picks. That's what you notice. But Cheeto's just out here covering everybody. Yeah, yep. he's been like he and he actually he made a play yesterday that I think, I mean, picks are what you want, but it was almost as impressive as going Jordan's across the middle. Pick. We knocked that ball down. It was Byron Jones. He did the Byron like he literally yeah. just sort of positioned his body around the receiver, didn't touch him, and just poked the ball away. Like, By the way, it was nope. on a crossing route, which yeah. is the hardest in, route to cover. An in-breaking yeah. route. Yeah. He's just like you are not going to catch that. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen Byron. That's Byron Jones's move. Like that's what he does. Um, and we haven't seen. And and that wasn't the first time we've seen Cheeto do that out here. No, he's done that he a does few it all times the time. out here. Yeah. Like he's been the tough luck loser for the last two years, where it's like, oh, his coverage was so good, but the guy still caught it. Like that hasn't been happening out here. Yeah, yeah. An unbelievable coach. Yeah, they he, do. He's just he's they so do. good, and he's making. I mean, you talk about there's gonna be some good players cut, and that might be your next. That, that is my final your question. Best player? Save. My my best player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we uh, already ta- backs, we two. talked about him, uh, Jordan Lewis. Okay. Why we you guys talked about it at the beginning of the show, but to me, he's been the one player that literally every time I look up, I see twenty seven. Everywhere I look, twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty seven. He's everywhere, and I mean, there's no way that you cannot not notice him on the field. I will happily reiterate that 
I would like to have seen more consistency from Dak Prescott out here, but I think you have to give some of that credit to how well the DBs have played. No like doubt about some it. of that is the secondary being very good. Yep. Some of it. Yep. So who's the odd man out? Who's the best player at defensive back that's not going to make this team? I'm concerned about Kayvon. Definitely concerned about him, and he's a guy that has been playing for you, and he's a veteran, but I don't know. It, it, things are not looking that great for him right now. Kay, Kayvon's a good one, and Donovan Alumba. That would be yeah. the one I throw out. I, if they don't find a way to keep him on this team, I think that's a miss. And you're, and because you're, I think he is a really good player, and I think he's only going to get better. And your mm -hmm. veteran, your most veteran player who's played the most that won't make it is Iloka. Right, mm. but I think that's. I think we've all kind of seen yeah, the writing on the wall. That, uh, when he got into camp and he's yeah. running with the third team, that's not a good sign no, 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 for no. a yeah. veteran Would you guy. be willing to pull a Charvarius Ward with a Lumba and trade him for something else you might want? Yeah, because if, I, if I have to cut him and, and hope and hope I can get him on the practice, but court, I probably I wouldn't. The reason why is because right now I look at this. I look at him as next year. That's true. You have to think there, about there are a lot. Brown. There's a lot of Jordan, things I don't know about Brown, the quarterback position for next year. Byron. Yeah, I would I would say that's a guy I think is up on the on the rise. I think he's it's necessary to keep him around. So I, I don't think you, I don't think they can afford to let him leave. Can you keep Darian Thompson and CJ Goodwin? Cuz I mean special teams will That'll, want that. That will probably that right there is like an indicator of how much sway Keith O'Quinn has. Well, why has, wouldn't they? Because Darian Thompson is the best. He's the third best safety you got on this he's team, the right? Third best safety. And, and Goodwin is a special teams guy. He's hands down their best. Right. Hands down, not their even best close. Guy. Their best special so, teams right. player. Right. So but you're really keeping a third safety that can play some special teams, and then you're keeping a special teams ace. Right. But so, all right. Byron ain't going anywhere. Cheeto, Jordan, AB, all here. Assuming nothing crazy, like if they were to trade Jordan, but he's been so good. Why the hell would they do that? Yeah. Uh, Mike Jackson just. It seems odd weird. No, Mike Jackson. I think is almost a lot. Is he better than Alumba? No, I don't think so. No, so, again, so you're gonna let Alumba go and not keep him? I again, keep him? you're talking. You're talking about the future here. It's a close one. Right, I am. I'm uh, talking about the future. I I still lean toward Mike Jackson, and I know he didn't play okay. well in San Francisco. Alumba's played better than him. I would take Alumba. I certainly would take Alumba. That's a tough one. That that's that's probably where it's gonna come down. There, to. Those are gonna be the kind of things that you're gonna look for that when they release <laughs> their final cuts. Those will be some of the first names I'm looking for. Is what happened? What do they do at the cornerback position? Because that's gonna be a tough cut, man. Draft picks really have cut. a. Pretty hefty track record here. Yeah. yeah there's fifth, a reason why they've kept round. the Lumba out around Sixth here, though. Is I think they fifth round, they, they just always seem to make it. Yeah. The, right? I mean, am I missing something? Fifth I, round? I, I They cut Ryan Russell a few years ago, but that was it. And but, Okay. But Marinelli, like, cussed him out every single no, he day. Was, like, we he could was, see that. Yeah. I'm, it was amazing how mean they were to him. Yeah. So, All right, guys. We appreciate you joining us. <gasps> no it's been a specialist? great show. And then we're not going to have time for the specialists, <laughs> and I think we kind of know how that's going to work one. out. Brett Maher. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us from out here at Oxnard for these last uh, three and a half weeks. We'll be back in the, at the start next week starting on Monday. Uh, check this, the website for schedules. We'll let you know once we figure out the team schedule what our podcast schedule will be. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!